So I guess it's, I mean, is it sometimes a, mis- a mixed blessing to be called a, a legend? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a humble guy, you're, you, and the company is, is kind of a humble company. Um, so I imagine that, that you're not used to or welcome all the attention. But uh, over the past couple of years, they've, it seems like the industry's done a good job of sort of honoring your contributions. How does, how does that feel for you? Well, I'm, I'm uh, happy about it. I'm, I guess, more happy about the recognition the company gets out of it. Yeah. Because so many people have been involved in the company's success. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see the company get recognition for that. Now, when you took over Stryker, it was still a relatively small company. It was private revenue the previous year was $17 million. So you took it from $17 million to over a billion right in sales? When I left, it was about four, four and a half billion. Four and a half billion. Between four and a half and, nine, and five billion. That's not and a bad. Today, run. it's about uh, almost ten billion. Yeah. Was it still? It was still a primarily a hospital bed company at the time. No, it was at that time. We the product line when I joined the company was primarily stretchers. Yeah. Emergency room stretchers. Uh, and powered instruments and cast cutter, mm-hmm. pretty pretty uh, mundane products. Yeah. And now I'm in there and everything. Yeah. But uh, was there a moment that you sort of felt like it was working? Well, early on, I uh, I was insisting on making all the decisions and everything, and then it struck me about three or four years down the road that that uh, I was the obstacle. So then it's when we set up the divisions, started uh, forming divisions around markets, Mm -hmm. and we formed a division for patient handling and another division for the powered instrument uh, OR products. And then give those people then a lot of flexibility in in, uh, product development. Right. as long as they met their financial standards, while well, they were free to go. So. <laughs> so you went from sort of a top-down, I make all the decisions, to more of a you know, siloed uh, decision-making process. Yes, although the the uh, monitoring of the numbers was frequent, yeah, and and pretty uh, pretty uh, tough, <laughs> pretty <laughs> strenuous. I wonder what it was like to work for a company that had such involvement from the founding family. Well, uh, they never interfered with anything that I did. Not Mm -hmm. once did I ever have a member of the family say, I need to meet with you and talk to you about what you're doing wrong or anything like that. No confrontation, no no disputes. But did you feel, uh, you must have felt some obligation to continue the legacy of the striker name? Well, I, I wanted to protect it. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was. My focus primarily was on the company being successful financially, mm-hmm. and if it were successful financially, it meant that it had to take care of patients, had to meet the needs of the physicians, the caregivers, and uh, the hospital. So right. it was driven really by by those uh, objectives. Did you know Homer Stryker? Yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, Lee Stryker was the, was the president and CEO when uh, when he was killed. He was killed in 1976, July 25, 76. 
And I joined the company then, February the 1st, the following year. Wow. And Homer was still alive. His wife was still alive. And uh, he, he, uh, he was, his mind was failing a little bit, but uh, his wife then passed away the next year, and then he died three months later. It was just... Uh, so you really were picking up, uh, yeah. you know, that, 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 that name and carrying it forward. And uh, it must be really interesting to see it now, just so prominent and large and uh, feel like, you must feel pretty proud of that. I am. I'm, I'm proud of the fact that uh, Stryker has now gone from its company in a funny little place called Kalamazoo to it's highly respected by yeah. competitors and everybody. Uh, what, I mean, did you have philosophies that you kind of guided you while you were leading the company, or did that kind of, was it more common sense, and then afterwards well, you we, sort of came we, up with uh, words for what you did? I guess common sense is probably the the, uh, the correct answer, although most people say there's not much common sense, but anyway, <laughs> that's what we were trying to do. We, we were really focusing on trying to come up with innovative products that filled the, filled the needs of the patient and the, yeah. and the caregivers and would uh, turn a profit. Yeah. What, what, pro- what product do you think really was the biggest winner for you? I would say it was probably when we entered the implant market. Yeah. We, uh, we acquired <clears throat> a company up in New Jersey called Osteonics. It was owned by a couple of engineers. Right. And... Uh, and they forged the path for us to join, join in the, uh, in the, the knee implant, implant business. business. Yeah. <clears throat> what was the knee implant business like before you guys jumped into it? What well, year it, was, was that? it was dominated by uh, really Simmer, Depew, and uh, I guess they were two, and Hal Medica. Right. Now, Medic was owned by Pfizer at the time. Yeah. Zimmer was owned by uh, Squid. And Depew was independent at that point, right? right. It wasn't owned by J&J. Yeah. Yeah. So which one was the dominant player? Was it Zimmer? I, I think my sense at the time was that how Medica might have been the leader, certainly yeah. in innovation. They had a great – all three companies had a good reputation. Yeah. And did you uh, – how did you attack that business? We came up with – we Osteonics had a unique uh, hip design called a UHR, and uh, it was it was innovative. There was nothing quite like it on the market, right. so that gave us a niche in the market. So some product differentiation, right? Uh, and that you're saying it better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it first, so that I can uh, sort of regurgitate it. But um, <clears throat> and, and then when you saw how that implant business was going, that was that was hip. Or was it a hip? Well? hip. No, it was a hip. Just a hip. Okay. And then, and when did you bring it to the knee space? We, these guys, these engineers, then designed the knee three or four years later. Yeah. So that was a, a well done, well executed acquisition. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, which was that? Was that the best acquisition you made while you were there? I. It was. It was one of the best. Probably the best was the acquisition of Palmatica. Palmatica. Yeah. We doubled our size. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what's your background? I mean, where, My back, I'm an yeah. engineer. Engineer by trade? Chemical engineer. Yeah. <laughs> How did you end up at the company? 
Well, I, uh, I'll give you a very one-minute uh, history. I started out in the uh, aluminum business mm-hmm. and then went to uh, Thiokol, the solid propellant business, yeah. then to Squibb, pharmaceutical company. And at Squibb, the last five years there, I was president of a division called Edward Weck, which yeah. won't mean anything to you, but Weck made all the shiny stainless steel instruments that you see on the back of, if you're watching a TV scene, uh, yeah. scissors, tissue forceps, retractors, and all mm-hmm. this stuff, and uh, ran there for five years, mm-hmm. doubled their sales and tripled their profits, didn't it appear. And then they, that's your, you got recruited out of there? Yeah, and I was recruited to come to strike. Yeah. yeah. Were you a Michigan guy then? No. No? Where were you living? I was, I was in, living in New Jersey, but working in Long Island City. Okay. Was it a tough stretch to get you to come out to Michigan? Yeah, they they offered me the job and I turned them down. And uh, they thought I was it was negotiating strategy, but it was just I was very concerned because uh, Lee Stryker, the, the the owner, deceased owner, had commingled business and social activities, and I didn't feel I was capable of doing that. So I right. I was very apprehensive that they were looking to replace their friend Lee. I knew I couldn't fill that role. Yeah. So I turned them down, and then, uh, but they kept coming after me, and finally I agreed to come. Yeah. <laughs> Smart decision, I guess. So we moved from we moved from New Jersey to Kalamazoo, Michigan. You still live in Michigan now, right? We're still official residents of Michigan, yeah. and uh, still have a home there. And you said you still actually talk. I mean, you're chairman emeritus. You said, uh, and you still stay in touch with the the company, right? Uh, but you're in no official real capacity. They have no official capacity. No. But are they smart enough to use you as a sounding board? Or? Well, yeah. The, the deal is, the reason that I, it was at my request that I stepped down as an advisor because I wanted to be free to do whatever I wanted to do. I didn't want to be treated as an insider. Yeah. So, I, not that I was going to do anything, but I just wanted that freedom. At, at my age, it seemed appropriate. So, they agreed, and we have a very amicable relationship. Yeah. In, in terms of advising, is it just the sort of executive uh, coaching, or are you actually in there saying, well, maybe you want to think about this deal or that deal? Or? If they ask me, I'll, I'll yeah. come. <laughs> <laughs> I, is I don't, that your philosophy? It seems it might be. I, I, don't, I try not to impose my will on them. So. Really? No. Well, I don't know. You grew up faster than any of those guys who grew up in it, but yeah. Well, the, the trick is your, just your ambitions and how, how much you're willing to sacrifice and how much you're willing to give it. So. Yeah. You seem like a guy who doesn't wear his ambitions on his sleeve, but that's probably not true. I am, but I'm deceptive. And yeah. most people don't realize that I'm very competitive. Yeah. I can't stand to lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, the orthopedic space is probably pretty good for you, huh? Yeah. Incredibly so, competitive so market. That, that characteristic served me well yeah I mean it's changed a lot over the years are, are you involved in any other med tech ventures at this point I'm, in, I'm on the board of St. Jude the yeah. uh, heart valve pacemaker sure, company yeah. out of Minneapolis St. Paul yeah great company very good company very aggressive too and competitive yes, yeah. kind of fits your uh, I, I like I like the way they're approaching business <laughs> right. uh, you know I mean there's a long history of med tech of men post-retirement starting companies you ever you ever thought of maybe no starting not, not starting in my age. I've, I've, I've done it all and I, I don't want to do that again <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm. 
do you think it's harder now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just because of the FDA, CMS? Well, it's just, it's just there's so many different agencies and organizations and, and bodies of influential uh, people that impact the industry. So yeah. it's, it's, it's tre- more treacherous today than ever, I think. Yeah. It seems like people are having a hard time uh, with CMS now, and Medicare reimbursement seems to right. be the, the real trick. Uh, so it was FDA, although that's still not a... I would say in my day it was primarily the FDA was the most difficult yeah. hurdle that we had to had to, to get over. But uh, CMS is becoming equally potent as far as making yeah. it very difficult to get reimbursed. Because you took over right right around when, 1976, right, you said? So. Yeah, 77. Yeah. 77. That would be right when the FDA really... The FDA stringently regulated the, medical devices. Yeah, the uh, the medical de- devices were put under the FDA on May the twenty eighth, nineteen seventy six, by Paul Rogers, a congressman yeah. from, uh, from Florida. You guys all remember the date. <laughs> well, you, you do, and Ted Kennedy. So Paul Rogers and Ted Kennedy uh, put the legislation together. Yeah. And it really got its its uh, drive because of a failure of a product of the previous year. I think it was a Dalcon Shield mm-hmm. that had failed, and so that gave the congressman uh, an incentive to really bring, yeah. bring bring medical devices under control of FDA. Do you think it's over? It's an overregulated industry at this point, or do you think that? Well, it's, it's hard for me to say. I, uh, I'm sympathetic to my CEO friends and the difficulties they have in getting through the FDA. On the other hand, I think the FDA feels that they have a holy mission to protect the public. So yeah. you, have to, you have to understand all that. Sure. But I, I don't think the – I mean, obviously the medical device companies want to protect the public too. It makes, Absolutely. You're not in the business of hurting patients. Because the – the trial lawyers are waiting with bated breath <laughs> right. to descend upon you if you make one tiny mistake. Yeah, has that changed a lot over since yeah, we were there? they're much more aggressive. Yeah. I saw recently that there was a firm that makes beds, or sheeting, I guess it was, for hospital beds, and they, the trial lawyers were going after them. I don't remember now what the, huh. what the claim was, but I mean, if they can do that, they can do anything. Right. <clears throat> And a lot of, uh, yeah, especially in the orthopedic industry. Yeah. Uh, do you feel that they, that orthopedic industry maybe was unfairly singled out, or do you think well, some of those failures need to? I suppose. I, you know, it's, it's, it's probably inappropriate for me to comment on that. Sure. Um, that's great. I, I really don't have anything else. Do you want to add anything? No. Thank no. you. Nice meeting you again. <laughs> nice, seeing you nice again. Nice to see you, too. It's a, really no, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And, I, I, and the association... Uh, the Massachusetts Association does quite well. So. Yeah, you start. I mean, you were one of the first presidents of HEMA, right? Yes, I. Uh, I was chairman. Chairman of chairman of HEMA. Not long after it was formed. Yeah, yeah. But prior to that, there were two associations. There was HIA, yeah, Health Industries Association, and MSMA, Medical Surgical Manufacturers Association. Mm-hmm. MSMA was. Primarily, uh, 
focusing on these smaller, mid-sized companies that were using dealers yeah. for, to distribute their product. And their focus really was on accounts receivable. That was <laughs> get, getting paid by the dealers. <laughs> Can you remember what the big legislative issues were that you guys uh, were, were trying to uh, you know, either advocate for or, or no, knock out? Or? Not really. I, yeah. I just remember when the device law was passed that uh, there were a lot of hand-wringing and yeah. concern about Well, that was what, in like the first two years of this organization's existence? Yeah. That must have been. It was it was traumatic for all of us. Yeah, because <laughs> it added an undue burden of, I mean, unexpected burden. Well, of you cost just or, you just didn't know. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the apprehension. I think probably had more to do with it. It's the uncertainty that gets you in business, isn't yeah. it? You can you can handle anything just as long as you know, know what it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is, it's a, an incredible accomplishment that you had over at Stryker. Thank you. Are you, a, are you one that believes in sort of serial entrepreneurship or? What does that mean? Well, like, you know, you can repeat your successes over, you know, just kind of have a formula. Yeah, there's, there's some people that can do it. I don't know. I, I think I was successful at Squib running WEC. Yeah. And I think I was successful at Stryker, so I suppose yeah. I believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> They should start another one. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not in my age. <laughs> no. Rather kind of watch over and yeah. dispense advice when needed, right? It's a good place to be. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate Good it. luck to you. Thank you. Thank you.